all right what's up everybody thanks for listening to and then i got my ass kicked i'm josh i'm neil we got a pretty exciting show for you guys today we're talking about the tank and uh garcia fight and then we're gonna jump into uh stuff that's a little more serious and a little more personal than we normally talk about uh we're gonna discuss the uh comments uh Tricus Duplessis made a few weeks ago, and we're going to also discuss uh, Adesanya's um, comments and Usman's comments around him as well. All right, Neil. Tank and, Tank and Garcia, what did you think? Uh, let me, be, let me be fair. Um, I missed the fight and I haven't seen, like, I've seen a little bit of footage, but not a lot. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, I think you called it on the button, like, to the round, like, uh, you know, then kind of the, to show you, like, you know, tanking the body, you know? Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I think it was really impressive to see how he finished it. It was, I think by the end of it, it was just kind of one of those ones where, I don't know, the fight felt like, damn, I need a better analogy than this, but uh, it feels like hooking up with that that uh, that cute, pretty chick that you wanted to hook up with for a while that you do it. It's like, ah, oh, afterwards you're like, you know, oh, it just never was that big a deal to begin with. Like, ah, oh, really that, that, you know, it was cool, it was great, right? You know, like, um, the whole fight kind of felt like that a little bit afterwards, to me as it should have, right? Like a lot of the reason it was, felt hypey or big, you know, it was because of things that probably didn't have to do with actual boxing acumen or top five, you know, status kind of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was, you know, uh, uh, mirroring what you talked about earlier. Like, you know, I, I think we learned a lot about Garcia and Tank moving forward. And I do strongly agree that the fight was really good for boxing and all the way for all the things that it didn't do and for the things that it did do. Yeah, I think it was great for us to see two up-and-comers like this risk their undefeated record. Mm-hmm. I was all ready to just clown on Garcia, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I wasn't really interested in this from a boxing standpoint because mm-hmm. you have a really smart, technical counterpuncher going against an up-and-coming kid that's always been known for his athleticism and his speed. Has always been known to be very sloppy, mm-hmm. especially on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. And we've we've seen this a thousand times in boxing, right? <laughs> right. You know, the smart technical counterpuncher is always gonna catch that sloppy guy. Right. Doesn't matter how fast athletic this dude is, right? We've seen Amir Khan have He's this built for and, him, right? and Amir Khan. And Amir Khan's a better defensive technician than Ryan Garcia ever was. But we've seen this happen to him a half dozen times. Right. You know, like you, you just get caught. And uh, that's exactly what happened. But I really earned a lot of respect for Ryan Garcia. Mm. Like, I was, I was, I was all ready just to drop jokes on, him, even though the fight ended exactly how I figured it would. You were not a Ryan Garcia <laughs> fan two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I'm, like, like I'm still not as a boxer. Like I don't think, I don't think Ryan Garcia is ever going to be up there with the Shakur Stevens, Lomachenko, Haney. You know those you, guys, right? You think like, he's I, a, I a gatekeeper? There's a ceiling. No. In, that, in that in that in that division, yeah. yeah. But but like even yeah. in, in a weaker division, he can win like a title or two. You know, he's never going to be like a top end guy. I don't think he'll ever be a pound for pound guy. 
you know, but he'll definitely be top 10 in some division and probably hold a belt or two. And he's going to have success, you know, because he's he's that talented offensively and he's that athletic. But yeah, I don't ever see him being like one of the best boxers in the world. But to risk your undefeated record like that against somebody like Gervonta, who's a bad matchup for you, mm-hmm. and then to just not back down. Mm-hmm. Like he could have went in there and just went in there, especially after he got caught in that second round. Got mm-hmm. caught with that straight hand, went down. He could have just from that point on, just played it safe, tried to make it to the end. Hopefully, maybe maybe get like a split decision or something. Oh, or, yeah. not, not a decision, because he wasn't going to win a decision, but get like a, a split decision loss, right? Maybe one judge gives it for him. He can still save some face. Right. Like he didn't do that. You know, he kept the aggression up. He tried to win that fight. Right. And he got caught. And when he did get caught afterwards, he didn't make any excuses. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, that he didn't angle for a tight, you know. Well, I guess it's, it's a tight, it was a tight fight. This is his first title fight, wasn't it? No, it wasn't a title fight. Was it? No, it was. It was a. Uh, didn't Javante have? It, didn't Javante? No, because Javante had a title at junior lightweight. Oh, he let it go. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, he's a light. Yeah. They they did this at a catch weight, but um, this was like a kind of an unofficial number one contender. Gotcha. Right, like, like, like they're talking about the winner probably getting the Loma Haney fight. Winner. Right, right, Ho- right. Hopefully, hopefully, right. that'd be cool. But um, all ends with Shakur. Probably, yeah. Like Shakur just won his first title too a few weeks back. Right, right. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, so Loma Haney is that's that's the start because it's like you that's, know that division's got its elites. It's got its. It's got its lower elite tier that's now having to figure out if they're, you know, going to be in other divisions or try to not be gatekeepers. It's got its gatekeepers, <laughs> you know, and like all of the stuff is going to start trickling down after Loma and Haney finish. I, I, I think I think we're going to find out if, if Loma is still on that level and can yep. hang with these young guys or if he's going to become an unofficial young boxer gatekeeper. Well, no, that's this. I mean, yeah, I think I don't even. I'm curious if Loma continues after. You know what I mean? Like, not just. I don't know. Like, I would. I, from what I've seen and heard from Loma with his, you know, with his focus, what he did, like everything, his number one singular focus and goal has been to be an undisputed champ in that division. And for whatever he was right there with Tio, and for whatever reason it slipped, and you know, I do. I do believe in in uh, Loma's focus. <laughs> this is anything else I'm safe for watching in the footage. Like I believe in Loma and his focus. You know what I mean? So I think it's one of those things which I, I doesn't. From what I saw last time, I don't know, you know where he's at, but I, I'm guessing he had, what he needs to get there is still in his body. And if it is, you know, I'd be very shocked if we don't see the best we can see of him. You know, in that moment and. You know, the question is, is Laney, is is Devin Haney up for the best version of Loma ever? That seemed, and I want, I'm an Oakland boy, like I want to see Devin Haney do hella well. Like I want to, and I look forward to seeing Devin Haney be, not unexpectedly, but like stay in the top five of that crew, that elite 
tier once it's all said and done. But beating Loma at his best, you know what I mean? You know, it's going to be a thing. You know, it's like we was talking about Asanya with Pereira the other day. You know, like we knew that you were going to see the best Izzy ever that night. If you're ready to beat the best Izzy ever, you deserve everything that comes with that. You know what I mean? And that's kind of feel about Loma and, Loma and Haney. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I think Loma definitely is prepared mentally and he's prepared to dig deep. You know, he's prepared to dig first fight since to, to, to come out on top and get that under that undisputed uh, belt. And so, like, my question for Loma is like, physically, he's a little bit older. He's been in probably close to 100 more fights than these young kids coming up. He has a lot more mileage on. So it'll be interesting to see. Like just physically, is he still able to match up with those guys in their in their peak athletic years? And I think it'll be interesting with Haney to see if he can find it in his heart to dig deep to pull this out. Because one thing that hasn't really been said about Haney, Haney's supremely talented, but he has not beaten a top end fighter yet. He got those belts by being Combosos, right? Who got those belts by beating uh, Teofimo on a bad night? And Teofimo got those belts by wooling uh, Loma and squeaking out a decision. Right. Like nobody's and, beating the Hall of Famer except Teo, and Teo's kind of out the race. Yeah. yeah. Exa- exactly. Exactly. And so, like, the road for Haney to get those undisputed championships was significantly easier than it could have been because right. of those fluke things that happened. Right. Oh yeah. No. Like, cause we we saw undisputed was happening. Right. Like, once Tio got it, we already know they gonna float around for a second. It's gonna be a while before somebody breaks those belts up because of what that means. Right. For and for all the talent that's but, in. And we didn't expect. I didn't expect Devin to be. You know, like I knew. Like it's like on the old wars you hear about. You know, folks that you know they get the crown for a little bit. Maybe only hold it for a month or a year or something like that. The next warlord comes in. Like I expect to see a little bit of that. I didn't expect to see Haney with the crown that early. I've, yeah, yeah. The thing that threw a wrench in everything was the Combosos win. Yeah, I did. I, I love, yeah, I love Combosos. He's, he's mm-hmm. a tough ass warrior, right? right? Like he, right. he will go in there with anybody. He's not a championship level fighter. Right. He's, he's a gatekeeper, best top ten borderline challenge for a belt. Like you're happy for him being a gatekeeper. And, he's got the heart of him. He's got. He, he doesn't have a heart. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I was super happy he got that moment and he got to defend the belts in Australia. Super cool moment, but he caught Teofimo on a weird night. Teofimo was covering from COVID. There was some sort of like lung issues and, you know, he caught him on a bad night and was able to get lucky, got, got the belts. And then it was, then it was just like, who's, who's pulling, who's pulling the straw, right? Like who's going to get that next fight? Cause whoever gets that next fight, no, he's getting their hands on that belt. Exactly. I remember yeah. it was between Haney and Lomachenko. And Haney, I, yeah, Haney got the fight. Haney got right, because Cambosa's new. Cambosa's new. He's like, I am not about to. I am not. <laughs> I give me Haney. I take my chance with Haney. I'm talking shit, but I, I don't know. The fighter in me feels like, yeah, he was like, nah, like nah, not best Loma ever. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know exactly what went down with the negotiations and stuff, but ultimately, Haney got the shot and he got the belts, and so. That's where we find ourselves going into that fight. Yeah. Shakur set up nicely. 
because he's so, at the so end. is so is Gervonta. If if Haney if Haney if Haney beats Loma, Gervonta still holds all the cards for that fight. Like yeah, Loma's or uh, Haney would be the undisputed champ, but Gervonta's the A side of that right now. After that win over Ryan Garcia, yeah, Gervonta's the money fight. He's the money fight right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's I, a, I, think, I mean, it's I, a winner. It's the fight gets made because of it either way. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think Haney. Haney's positioning plus um, Gervonta's need and hunger would, you know, would make the A and the B. But you're right. I mean, in terms of money, you know what I mean? We know who to draw. Yeah. Draw. yeah like, exactly. Devin would be using that to become the draw. Like, Devin would become a draw. Exactly. Exactly. It would, it would be Devin's biggest payday. And if he beats Gervonta, he gets the Dimitri Bivol effect. Right. Now he's the draw. Right. And like, I see Shakur, I love the way Shakur is positioned in all this because nobody wants him immediately, which is smart. And he's not making it uber difficult. He's doing his thing on the side. He's building it up. He's getting it together. He's watching everybody. He's, when the dust settles, he'll have, he'll have, he'll be at the point, you know what I mean? If, if, if Gervonta and Ryan was at where it was at now, by the time the dust settles in lightweight, everybody's going to be clamoring to see who the winner of that who's got the belts is going to fare against Shakur because the men will know. Sh- Shakur's still the youngest out of all of them. Yeah. And every single fight, he gets better. Like, if you want to take Shakur out, take, try to take him out now. You don't want to wait five to seven years right. to fight this guy. <laughs> like, this guy hasn't even hit his peak athletic prime yet. Right. He's so, so like, this guy hits 27. With yep. his mind and his defensive ability, and he's hitting his peak physically, yep. he's going to be stronger than he is now. Yeah, heavier, taking to yeah. It's just yep. going to be hard. It's going to be hard to beat that man. Yeah, yeah. I like I said, I, I like, I like Loma to come out of it all. I like me and you said, you know, weeks ago, like I don't, you know, Loma and Shakur, woo. You know, like it's gonna, it's the mm-hmm. intangibles are gonna make the difference for me in that one. It's gonna be real subtle stuff. It's, yeah, like the Loma Haney fight, I feel like it's a real pick em. Like it, it, it can go, it can go to either one of them. They're both so good. But I really wanna see Loma win. Bro, like I've been telling people for like the last five, six years, like Loma's probably since Floyd, the greatest boxer I've seen. And then Jesse goes out and lays an egg against Tio, and then now people laughing at me, Neil, and they're like, what you talking about, man? <laughs> so Loma needs to prove himself for me. Um, he needs to make me look good. And uh, <laughs> I really appreciate it. You get it, Loma? Loma! I've been supporting those Ukrainian fighters for a long time. Him and Usyk, so uh, <laughs> Usyk's making me look real good. But Loma, man, you gotta, you're next. <laughs> you know, on the on the outset, you know, it's like you said, it, it, it's hard. You, you look like a fool, not giving Haney the due that comes with the belts, and you know, any you know, being being Cambosis and being who he is, and come, you know. Um, and especially, you know, his age and the, the trajectory, right? Like all of it makes so much sense. So from objectively, it's hard not to, like you said, at least call it 50-50. Like in my heart, 
I feel like, you know, when I look at the, the context and context matters so much, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I feel like Haney, I'm, my heart is like shocked Haney's not the underdog and not from a like, oh, everybody should know Loma's better standpoint, but more from like, I don't think they understand where I think this man can pull from. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they realize really who this guy is per se, hundred percent. That's why the, the odds are where they're at, right? Like there's some guy, like I said, they don't know that, you know, they, they, I don't expect odd makers to know the difference between a soldier and a warrior, right? And it's like, you know, I, I, I think the warrior in Loma, you know what I mean? Is about to come out and, you know, like, yeah, meet the fighter. <laughs> well, well, Loma stalks down right now, right? Like people forget how good he actually was a few yep. years back like his stocks down haney stocks up but at the end of the day man now that shit matters right like loma at his peak for my money i'm taking loma nine times out of ten against haney at his peak question is is loma still at his peak yeah and i'm willing we'll, we'll, fi we'll find out right yeah yeah that's that's I, I feel the same way you know i feel like like my gut my gut says haney but my eyes and my head say Loma. Yeah, yeah. It's like the you know the the, the, the Canellos, the, the you know the Mayweathers, the Hopkins. You know, there's some that the, the skill you know the transcendent skill carries. It improves with time, with age. You know what I mean? Like, and I think Loma's one of those guys that, and in boxing, like in MMA and in martial arts in general, like I was like just talking to my brother and so forth. You have to be able to translate your knowledge into like you know what i mean like yeah athletic ability matters to a certain amount but you know yeah that can't definitely be a thing but boxing is one of those sports where there's a there's skill involved and a lot of skill involved but ultimately not a, there's athletic ability can trump it with enough you know what i mean enough athletic ability can trump differences in skill you know held equal enough so with that said it's harder for the KG veterans to leverage with they to leverage their knowledge over the young guys the way that you see it in, in in MMA and other combat sports you know done so so frequently you know <clears throat> but some guys can do it and when they didn't do it well and when it happens in boxing it's so much more beautiful that's the sweet science that's what you know that's where the term comes from right when you see Ali take out Foreman you know what I mean when you see you know what I mean those kind of things like that and like I said, I, I I think that's what we've got there in Loma. Even if Loma lost, he wouldn't lose standing in how I see him in terms of his his greatness, his legacy. But I would be surprised that like these are his moments. This is if it's not now, it's it's probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I feel I feel like Loma's one of those older veteran fighters where the athleticism dip won't be as noticeable. Because he's not one of those guys that has relied on beating you a split second exactly. to the punch. Exactly. He's the type of guy that his supreme footwork, his footwork offensively, that is better than maybe any boxer that I've ever seen offensively at creating angles and stuff. Yep. That doesn't go away with age. That gets better with age. Yeah, it gets better with like age. Like he'll still be able to create those angles probably better. Right. And he'll still be able to pick up steam those later rounds and just overwhelm you. And he's moving. Just, just like he reminds me a lot of Pacquiao. Mm -hmm. And just like Pacquiao was able to win a championship at 40, like I think Loma still has a lot more of the gas tank because of that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because he sees he sees many moves ahead. You know, mm-hmm. and that becomes a thing. Like that's how you win at that age, right? It's not it's it's not being stronger or faster. It's by getting there before you block the road before the truck can even get there. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, the, you know, young guys, very few learn that. And there are some guys that have learned that kind of like Canelo to me had that early. You know, Shakur has a taste of that early. You know what I mean? But most of them, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A lot of them rely on their athleticism. Garcia, good example. Tank, a good example of the opposite that we were just talking about. He had it early, right? Mm-hmm. He's really good at creating those angles up. Brian does it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into Drickus. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, those Drickus comments. Um, <laughs> Drinking, huh? So uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read his, uh, his first comment, right? This is the comment that created all the controversy. And this is the comment that also earned his ass a number one contender uh, fight with Robert Whitaker that he... Tell us what he said. What he said. And so so this comment, he specifically said Usman and Izzy. I felt like it was primarily aimed at Izzy. They're in the same weight class. Ray wants a title fight. So anyways, here's here's what Duplessis said. Uh, Quote, did those belts ever go to Africa? As far as I know, they came to America and New Zealand. I'm going to take a belt to Africa. I'm the African fighting in the UFC. Myself and Cameron, referring to Cameron Simon, his uh, his teammate from South Africa, who's also white. Mm-hmm. We and I, I, I wonder, I wonder if that was a coincidence. That he chose Cameron as uh, the teammate, but um, then he continues. We breathe African air. We wake up in Africa every day. We train in Africa. We're African born. We're Africa raised. We still reside in Africa. We train out of Africa. That's an African champion, and that's who I'll be. Unquote. <laughs> I mean, it's so many wrong things mixed together at once. It's more funny. It's almost more funny than offensive. You know what I mean? As, as somebody that identifies as African, you know what I mean? But like, but you know, in the nature of where in today and how we live and we're not combat sports, it's so- like. Let's, let, 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 let's give the fans a little background us okay yes yes yeah so uh fans out there if you don't know i identify i'm a mexican i identify as mexican um very familiar with colonialism and how it has affected latin america um not as familiar as, as uh with how colonialism affected africa i'm sure it's not much different So that's uh that's my background so I, I feel a certain way about these comments thank you Neil. i i also i um identify as uh african pan-african i uh, was born uh african-american i am a u.s citizen um and culturally i identify as a pan-african <clears throat> and uh i too am uh very acquainted uh spent a long time in my life uh uh learning and and being an activist and an organizer actually uh you know, know a lot about our colonialist past and history and and, and uh, Latin America, Africa, Asia, and uh, and like Josh said, this is uh, these these comments. These are you know these uh, come back to reflect things that uh, 
represent who we are and reflect, you know, where we come from and what we represent. And so, and a lot of people, a lot of people that are probably listening. And so, um, you know, we thought it was a really good time to uh, take a look, take a step back and take some perspective, you know, on this. And what does it mean in the, the greater, you know, scope of things? Like, you know, when looking at this, uh, you know, when hearing it again, hearing the quote again, it's funny, it's almost like, you know, forced attention seeking, you know, comes to, to mind for me. And, um, and, and understandably, not understandably, but in fact, it like sounds like God really wants some attention, and that's how you get attention in, in combat sports and UFC. Um, you know, you find a way to say something that'll get the guy to get your target, uh, you know, activated. And um, it's almost though like these comments would be effective if he was speaking to Kobe's crowd, who ironically takes some solace in you know that connect there was it was trump's quote quote africa's a shithole right those shithole countries in africa right so most of them don't care bottom line like yeah there's the irony you know from the the folks and so that doesn't make the comments less important or inflammatory but it's just funny to me it's like you know it's like the people that you want to care about there you know the, who the people that you want to care about this i don't even know if hear your comments or would even be like yeah that's why uh, uh, you know izzy and then the people that do care about it like now you know what i mean like I don't, I don't think you gain anybody new you know what i mean it's like they're hearing what you're saying and i don't think anybody else it, and it didn't seem like you were trying to be super heel either with it and maybe south africa does have a growing contingent of you know africans you know uh fans that he's trying to connect with you know what i mean a huge burgeoning market that neither of us know about you know but uh that was that was because yeah, it burned me a little bit when i heard it but i was like when i thought about it it was like more like as a fan i'm like uh eh, you know this motherfucker ain't got to make me mad off of it but i thought about it being izzy what if i'm kamaro izzy like i want him yeah i'm on come here i'm hungry feed me yeah yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about their comments um in a second <laughs> feed me, feed me. i I found, I, I found their comments very interesting right izzy reacted from a very emotional standpoint usman took a couple days and reacted um from a very diplomatic standpoint and uh yeah i definitely want to get into that in a second like i kind of want i kind of want to break the words down you know he says he starts out with did those belts ever go to africa they did they did right right, right. like as far like as i Us know right <laughs> U U yeah usman and izzy are both nigerian and they both did visit nigeria after they won their belts i remember francis francis did the same thing after he won his mm -hmm. and he's, he goes on to say as far as i know they came to america and new zealand so that is where they train and that is where they reside and i think duplessis just has a complete lack of awareness of why they reside there. So Neil, do you want to tell people why they reside where they're at and not in Africa? Hell yeah, I mean, like for one, I mean, if you're talking about training facilities and elite and resources, like they're just not there. As much as I want, like I spent time, no, I actually watched a no, series. There was an like I, I was I, I, like, not, not, not just that, right? Like why were their families driven out of there to begin with? Oh, out of where? Out of, out of, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know each of the stories individually, but I, I know, um, uh, Izzy, he's an immigrant. They immigrated to New Zealand. 
Um, I don't know the reason why, but you know, usually people immigrate for uh, one of a couple of reasons, you know, um, and you know, either you're really financially well off or there's some, some really compromising political, uh, you know, or other type of situation that forces you to leave, you know, or uh, poverty, you know. Um, and so I don't know their situation. I don't know. I don't know Kamaro's situation. And uh, when I listen to him speak, I get the impression that he hasn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't grow up in, in Nigeria for 20 plus years. Um, but, you know, again, I also get the feeling he comes from good stock too. Um, so anyway, for, forgive me too. If you know the stories better, please feel free to. So not, not so much. I don't want to lead people too much down their personal stories just a general history of colonialism and so oh yeah yeah yeah. They, they 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 left because like you said economic situations or political situations which are both caused and exasperated by colonialism yes you know and colonialism was uh was uh, particularly harmful and was started by white europeans who are now the ancestors of the white South Africans. And it's just Duplessis has a complete lack of understanding of any of the, any of that cultural history. At least I hope he does. I mean, Uh, and his, his his later comments may sound like he he was just ignorant to it. Yeah. Like I I, I don't, I don't think he understands it on that level. Right, 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 right. Like not internalized, right? Mm -hmm. Not right. Right. Like he understands it enough to like, there's no way you grow up in, post 2000 Mandela South Africa right without understanding at least being forced to pretend to understand what apartheid could have been like 15 years ago for your parents that were doing you know what I mean that were part of that 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 system and you know and again I don't know the details of it but you know maybe he it's very possible that he did not grow up around any kind of environment where where they could be exchanged because I know how long it's taken in the U.S. And I know how fucking bad apartheid is and people don't realize like what we dealt with in the U.S., which is unbelievable and it's definitely top three, five, ten or whatever of human events in the last thousand years or so. Like that does not touch apartheid. Like apartheid is if it's legal and stays legal with an extra foot up your ass until 1990. You know what I mean? So like if it took hundreds of years to get through Jim Crow and reconstruction and black codes in America, like, yeah, they're not there in 20 years for sure. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's very possible that he's, you know, you know, obviously he's been exposed on on the surface of what the experience is like, but he may not, you know, have, you know, if he's, if he's an MMA fighter from out there, I'm assuming, you know, that that probably doesn't happen a whole lot. There's, there's probably, you probably, you know, you know how it is when you're, when you're a privileged jock, you know, you're going through, you know, good environments, not to say that, you know, he hasn't had his struggles and whatnot, but like, you know, um, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that to me was, there underneath it. I mean, like you said, there's a certain level of ignorance because, you know, as uh, the more you understand your history too, you know, it, it, there's a, a level I remind people, you know, when it comes to, like, when I've heard people that speak inflammatory or offensive kind of rhetoric, but don't understand it, you know, and they think that maybe they're of the oppressed class. They don't realize, like, you actually are speaking from the side of the oppressor. You don't realize it, like, you're, you know what I mean? Like, just like remind people like when it comes to like big culture sometimes it's like sometimes there's like a culture would be like or just like a people like my anger is bigger than your anger like <laughs> you put us out on the field like you know like you know uh it's just it just is um and so you know there's a part of me that knows when it comes to drick like 
you know, if he was Conor McGregor talking how he was talking, like I might be back in the gym already, right? Like, <laughs> like I want to, I want to run exactly. Guys, Connor's, that want to be like him now. <laughs> Connor's smart. Connor knows what he's doing, right? I, I don't think Duplessis realized what he was saying. Right, right. Connor waited till Mayweather to pull that shit. Yeah, I think once Connor got big enough, like the the fucking reins just came off, and right. he he was Connor fucking McGregor. He's invincible and do whatever the fuck he wants, and he did. Right. Um, the next part of uh, Duplessis' comments is he says, "I'm going. I'm going to take the belt to Africa. I'm the African fighting in the UFC. Myself and Cameron, referring to Cameron Simon, we breathe African air." So, my first thought was like, did he put? Did he specifically refer to Cameron Simon, who's an up-and-coming uh, featherweight? Um, did he specifically refer to him because of his race? Like, was that a racial thing? Was that intentional? I, I started thinking a little bit about it. I was like, I don't, I don't think so. I think probably just because he's the second, like, probably biggest fighter out of South Africa. And then he goes on to say, we breathe African air. And so, like, I, I almost wonder if he's like, if he's a little salty that those guys get so much attention for being African champions, despite the fact they don't actually reside in Africa and he doesn't get any of that attention. I think it's a and if, that, if, if, and if that's the case, that's a complete lack of understanding why they do and you don't. Right. I think it's a combination of like, it probably is a touch of that that exists for him. But like, also knowing like, what do you really have to do to get their attention? Because at the end of the day, the Africans have the belts. You want the belts. And it's so close. You're African too. And the Africans have the belts and you're nowhere near the discussion. That, that is what you're sitting at home with after thousands and thousands of hours, right? Like at the end of the day, it's not about easier tomorrow. Like, they're that close. They're on my continent. The champions are African. I am African. Why can I not get to the champ? You know what I mean? And then, you know, so me, that's what I'm imagining, like that piece coming, whether it's his idea or somebody coming to him, like, look, man, like all we got to do is piss these Africans off and they're coming to us. We can make a whole thing happen. You know what I mean? And so I was just watching Rocky the other night. Right. And it was funny. You know, it's, uh, you know, probably such a dick, you know, <laughs> the early one but i love it and you know you know everything right you know even when it's advertising using my name rocky's also you know he's just so fucking cool about it right but it was just he was like hey you know i found a way to make some money off your name rock you know and he's like you know what you want to make some money off my name for what do you know how to do and then bottom line he's just like look just make if you can make some money off my name make some money off my name do what you gotta do right and he just lets him do whatever and he goes out to the ring with this big fucking shamrock meets thing it's so fucking horrible and cheesy and the announcers are laughing at it and stuff and then they talk you know the background he's like you know why they do it he's like well you know a friend of mine made three grand you know what i mean i'm like three grand in fucking 1977 for that right like yeah paul's like yeah fuck that it's all worth it yeah he kicked my ass be mad like yeah that's three grand in 1977 so there's part of me that feels like there's a little bit of that with the plus and what you know what i mean what they're like you know like you need good promotion to get at the end of the day you need to do something to get Dana White's attention, right? And maybe there's nothing in your skill set that can get Dana White's attention, but if you get a champ's attention who's willing to get Dana White's attention, then you got Dana White's attention, and now maybe you cut three years off the chase and a potential loss. 
You know what I mean? So to me, I still don't hear enough because there's certain things I think I need to hear for it to get to that other where you deep down feel like you, and this is where it goes to just for the listeners that are hearing this, right? Like, I think for anybody that comes from a colonial, you know, or, or oppressed culture, right? There's your identity is defined by being less than for no reason, just because, right? Second class by birth, you know? And so anything that that radiates, that brings out that special kind of anger, right? That that makes you want to do all the things, right? And so police is doing a good, good job of tapping into that to get the fighter's attention, right? But there's a point where lots of people use that to maybe inflame, you know? There's a point where though you sense, and you, we see it so much in society, we're numb to it. People do it accidentally without knowing, at the jobs, all that kind of stuff. We're used to seeing that. When a person does it intentionally, which is why the N-word is such a big deal, when a person does it with intent to remind you of your second classness, it's personal on a whole different level, right? And there's there when you've been in a when you've been a part of that oppressed population for a while, you have a sensor for it. You spider sense, you smell it, sense it long, far away. So for me, when I've heard Duplessis comments, they're, they're enough to irritate you, they're enough to hear, but there's this there's that thing that's underneath. If you really feel that way and you want to let them know that you do. And he doesn't. He doesn't. He takes it just there, but it's just enough not to cross that line. That's why you've heard me be, I, I, I joke probably more than you think about this because it's interesting, right? Because he gets right there, but he, he hasn't accidentally crossed it once. And that means something. It means something without meaning something. I mean, that's why Kamaru's like, oh, okay, it's good. I get it. Good, good shit. Good tactics. I get it. That's smart. You know, Izzy's like, you know what? Feed me. I'm hungry. I don't give a fuck if it is good tactics. Feed me. I'm hungry. That's what I want right now. Right? But like, I get it. Like he and and at the end of the day, even if he loses those fights, he's done this. So what is, you know what I mean? So like in the in in for the how the business works, if he doesn't do that, and it takes four years for him to get the one fight when he's past his prime that he loses to the champ, and he has to look back at it. You know, if you're his friend, what do you tell him to do? Right. You could have, this could have been that. We could, they could have been talking about you all over the world on podcasts about shit, right? You know what I mean? But you want to play the safe route. You want to be the noble South African. You want to be, you know what I mean? All this shit. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it far, right? But like, I'm imagining all those things, putting myself in those shoes, right? Which is the thing he has to do, right? Like, and like, there's so, I think, I don't know, you know what I mean? But being around, you know, a gym where you have these fighters that are doing stuff and they're, they're, they're really putting their body on lines for peanuts. And not even just relative to other professional athletes, because it's more than, it's not even peanuts compared to other professional athletes. It's like uncooked rice, you know what I mean? But like, they're working compared to peanuts to compared to the average fucking person working a decent job. You know what I mean? Like, and so the amount of effort, what you put in, being that close to it, you know what I mean? You know, there's, a, there's gonna be a natural mental thing. And I don't expect a fighter to be a seasoned, you know, philosopher, really deeply understand, you know, there's too much time you put into to learn how to fight and stuff. There, you know, like you said, there's just that feeling. Like Connor said inflammatory stuff before the Mayweather thing, but the Mayweather thing, he did a couple of things that crossed that line, that crossed that line. And it was like, oh, you haven't crossed it before, but you crossed that line this time. Even with Khabib, he did a few things that were close, but I was like, ah, he's just about, but when he talked about his dad, I knew I was like, okay, he's not, he's, he's like, fuck it, I don't care, fuck the line, fuck the line. You know what I mean? But when he, when he, and, and you know, when I saw with McGregor, with Mayweather, that's when I, I turned me, and I was like, Mayweather, you better kick his mother. What do you mean you ain't gonna knock him out? You better not let him go eight rounds, 10 rounds for, you know what I mean? Like, 
get this shit over with, right? Like, um, that's what willed that 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 kind of response up to not just me. Like a lot of people felt that way about McGregor, and it, it probably has affected his standing and thing, right? Especially all the bully stuff and all the fight. You know, it just it ties in with all that. But you know, there's a time and a space and a place for it. And even Kobe, right? Like as annoying and irritating as he is, and like there's the and he'll do his way of aligning with the you know with you know the pro <laughs> i won't call them pro colonialists but yeah we call them pro colonialists right Let's celebrate colonial history you know um and uh the he has his ways of aligning but he makes sure he doesn't cross those lines rather he'll he'll be irritated he'll talk shit about wokeness and maybe lebron james right you know for all the things that that says without saying you know what i mean but there's lines that he won't I, I don't remember. He may have. He's, he's irritating as fuck. But there's. I don't remember him crossing. That. He's, he's crossed. He's crossed lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think of like that thing that. Like is, it hasn't. It hasn't been anything political, but like personal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's yeah. crossed. He's crossed lines with people. You no, know, that's what I'm saying. The personal thing. I'm talking about like race, like a identity of a people. That kind of. You know what I'm saying? That that line that duplicis is not crossing. That's the line I'm saying is like that that cross that that changes this from a discussion to like, bro. If I see him on the street, like real talk, I might have something to say, and he'd be like, "Who the fuck is the dude on the street?" And like, you know what I mean? But like, it's it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. Yeah. So, Kobe is definitely really smart with his shit talking, his selling of fights. And that's why he doesn't cross the line. He's very aware of that line. I feel like Duplessis is the same thing, but I feel like Duplessis is aware of where that line's at. He's not necessarily aware of the impact of the comments that he made. And so now I kind of want to jump into Izzy and Usman's reactions. Mm-hmm. So I, I find it very interesting that they're they're very different. Mm-hmm. So Izzy's response to that was, "Quote: Look, fuck, I don't want to give this person no clout." I will whoop that, uh, and they said, "Ugh," and um, as as just fr- out of frustration, you know, he says, "I want to whoop the ass so bad. I want to whoop his ass so bad. I want to do it in South Africa or Nigeria, but he's got to do work. He's got to do something. Show me something so I can whoop that ass, and I can show you history. I'll remind you." Unquote. His was very very emotional, right? And Usman's comments were a lot more grounded. So Usman says, quote, one of my former teammates sent it to me trying to be messy, of course. Thing about me is I try not to to be quick to jump on someone and really kill them for those things. But I understand what he's trying to say. The one thing that I think he's failing to realize is just because I go to China, my parents are in China, I'm raised in China, doesn't make me more Chinese than the people from China. Just because you went over to South Africa doesn't make you African. Try to be a little more careful with what you say and how you say it. That's the thing nowadays. These younger guys, they get up here and they just talk because they want to appeal to the fans, to appeal to all the people. Try to be more mindful because 20 years from now, that's not going to age well, unquote. That's Izzy? That was Usman. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was saying, no, that, that, shit, that's that diplomatic as hell. No. But uh, no, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's the, you know, that's the the... The truth, the bigger picture. I mean, like, you know, he, he 
he sees it, he gets it, you know. Um, you know, yeah, they, I think, you know, it's like this fun. I was thinking more about it. It's like, you know, that line, it's funny. Like, that's what we care about sometimes at the end of the day. Just knowing that you see it. I just need to know you see it, you know. Like, if you cross it, you're crossing it on purpose. You know what I mean? Just when you when you cross it accidentally and you're on my side, and then I go ham on you, and then you call for reinforcements, and now we're at war. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the problem, you know. But uh, yeah, no. In terms of thoughts about Usman's comments, um, yeah, it did funny. It sounds like probably a lot of what I was just saying. Like, and then not, not exactly, but like you know, you could see the the wheels turn similarly in, in the background for him. Like, you know, not. I, I think he probably does understand that dynamic. It's just, you know, it, it, it it's rah-rah. It sounds good, right? It's, it's like you said, young kids, you know, that when you're in your young 20s, you know, high school logic and tall, you know, it's still, that's how still everybody talks to each other. You know what I mean? And that's the, still the logic that works. You know what I mean? Like we see social media too. Everybody dumped down on it, you know, on the stuff. So that kind of, you know, logic, yeah, it's funny because like, you know, when you're around people, there's no way there's you're like like for to take anything of Duplis's comments more seriously, I'd have to see him celebrate African culture. Right? Like, what does it mean for you? You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, and I don't know his life, but I'm saying in terms of what he represents a symbol of like he's eating off of colonialism, you know, generationally. You're, you know, just a spoiled descendant of colonialism. Um, what does it mean when you bring a bill to Africa? Like, the people don't get hyped. They don't, you know what I mean? Like, you don't represent the culture. You're not walking around a dashiki. You're not talking the language. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, so without all those things, it's just a just a quote, right? It's just, I'm bringing it back to Africa. What does that mean? Like, uh, Gafji can bring it back to Africa. You know what I mean? Like anybody, you know, Pereira can bring, anybody can bring it back to Africa. What does that mean? You know what I mean? And it's of course baked in, right? I'm bringing it back to Africa. But like who even cares about that other than like Africans or people that identify as Africans or maybe white South Africans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, maybe there's some huge market we don't know about that's on the rise, right? But like, you know, unless, you know, there's, there's this big contingent down there. Um, yeah, it just felt like, you know, and the other side is if I was somebody that was like, here, this is how you should redo it and do it right. You know, if, you know, assuming that the goals we spoke about earlier, and this, I think Uzman sees the same thing, those are really your goals, right? This is how you should do it. And I keep thinking, like, if I was to really sit them down and be like, you're probably not a racist dick, even though you come off like, you know, a potential one when you do this, you know, like, here's how you should do it. It's in the fight game in 2023. I don't know what advice I could tell him that would be. You know what I mean? Like, here, let's get you the same results, but keep your respect. I don't really have a solution for him. So that's where I kind of, you know, it forces me to like pull back and be like, oh, well, so it, you know, this is this is where the, the all the, this is why this gives us some shit to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting because it's it's so close on stuff. It doesn't cross and it does on certain levels and it doesn't and then like, you know, but it does make interesting. We both want to see, we both probably want to see, get, get, get a movie. See him get his ass whooped, or, or prove the hell out of his point. Like if it is something we all been missing, and you are the true African champion that we all never knew all along, please show me. Please show me by beating Izzy. Yes, in Africa. 
<laughs> Please, we we'll have a whole episode about that. Beat Izzy anywhere, honestly. But, <laughs> like, I, I don't think it matters, man. You could beat him in fucking Antarctica. Like, <laughs> you got to beat him. Right. As long as your name ain't Alex Pereira, I'm coming to look. <laughs> <laughs> Find out. It just, it, look, look, it's a drink is the places the whole time that Pereira show up in the ring. I feel pretty confident we can uh, send an invite out to Duplessis to be on the show and share his stories about how he got his ass beat. I got his <laughs> ass kicked. <laughs> hey, can you hold us to that? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Whether whether it's Whitaker or Izzy, I'm pretty confident <laughs> that we we'll be able to send an invite out at some point. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get him on the show. We're gonna get him. I, on I would I would love to hear about how he got his ass kicked. <laughs> hey go ahead if you haven't got your ass kicked find somewhere to get your ass kicked this week today tonight and uh come back here and listen to ours next week <laughs> good shit neil hell yeah right, everybody thanks for listening got my ass kicked. peace peace